we said. The Press Box. And here we are set for another edition of the Press Box podcast. Mike Grace from my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, thanking you for joining us. Going to offer you up just a slice of what you can hear every day on our radio show. Heard on uh, great stations around the state of Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. Go there, check the affiliates page to find the station nearest you. On the episodes page, you can hear the show on demand, hour by hour, all the way back to the very first hour of the show. Or simply press the listen button and you can hear the press box anytime, 24-7. Today, a winning Wednesday on the show. We had a chance to talk with one of the winningest guys to ever walk a softball field, that's for sure. Patrick Murphy, the Alabama head coach, who's got a national championship on his resume, six SEC tournament champions. He is the reigning SEC tournament champ and has his tide ready to host the Tuscaloosa Regional this weekend as the road to the NCAA Women's College World Series begins in part in T-Town coming up this weekend. Uh, before we got there, we talked about what was a great SEC tournament weekend at Road Stadium in Tuscaloosa. That's the conversation with today's guest on the Press Box podcast, Alabama softball head coach Patrick Murphy. You know, last week's SEC tournament, that couldn't have gone any better, seriously. The weather was great. The competition was awesome. The facility looked great. There was uh, media in-house, you know, on-site. Shoot, the tickets sold out every day within like eight minutes when they'd go on sale. Um, You know, the maximum crowd that we could have, which was 50%. uh, Commissioner Sankey got to come over, give out the trophies Saturday night. So that's also, that's a special touch. And I know he's got a million things to do, but I've seen him at so many championships this year and he's always there at the end so that was cool to see and all the girls were impressed by that and you know dr bell was on the field mr Byrne was on the field after we won and um just to see that support from alabama administration too was really cool so i'm it just i was so happy with everything and um it was a fun week for us first of all i'm not surprised you mentioned spencer and tommy i actually had had written it down to bring that up and i should have known you'd beat me to the punch that's uh (laughs) That's not surprising because you're a huge baseball fan yes. as well. I mean, you'll, you're you're known for making summer trips to, to go to a major league park and in the past when you can and the schedule allows. And uh, those guys came through in, in the last several years. Uh, pretty neat to see all that take place. Yes. And, you know, Bobby Barbier had a big win last night, too, with the, yes. the Northwestern State Demons over LSU. So it was a hell of a good night. Really, really good in that regard. You talked about the Alabama uh, administrators that were there. It, we we tend to talk about it from a football perspective of how important it is if you're going to be good long term that you've got to not only have the right coach in place but also the right AD and president. That's that's the case across the board, regardless of which sports you're talking about, and. Isn't that as vital as anything in terms of sustaining success, Murph? Oh, without a doubt. And, you know, Dr. Bell, he'll come down and stand in the bullpen, um, you know, for maybe a couple innings. And But every uh, young lady that runs by, you know, between innings, we run down to the foul line and back. And he's giving high fives and, you know, uh, knuckles to everybody. And it's just like, you know, I told him, I said, again, he's, he's somebody that's very, very busy, but it, he takes – uh, some time out of his schedule to come see us play. And, and Susan was there too. His wife was there Saturday night. So just to see him. And then obviously uh, Greg Byrne is there all the time. My direct oversight is Tiffany Grimes. She was there 
but you're right. Um, and somebody asked me after the championship about all the people that, you know, helped put on the tournament. But, you know, the more I started listing people, you know, it is a village of people that have helped all the sports here, especially this year. Yeah. You know, you know, the medical group, the team doctors, all the athletic trainers that have busted their butt to make sure these kids get to play to begin with. And I mean, it's, it's ticket people and the grounds crew and uh, event management and marketing and promotions. And you could go on and on and on all the administrative assistants that do everything that they do, the business office. I mean, you know, all the people that work here, but it, for, and that's for every sport, you know, right. and I don't think a lot of kids realize what goes on behind the scenes until they get here. And then it's like, Oh my God, you know, we have a director of ops, you know, what does she do? And then they start seeing the things that Kate Harris does for the team. And, um, it is, it is a special operation here. You do a great job of making sure that your former players are not looked at as, as gone, but still family. Uh, you've, you've always done a tremendous job with that. And to me, one of the neatest things to see Murph was, was not just your team celebrating with Alabama fans that were there, but also seeing the social media reaction of former players and, and how yeah. they still keep up, take ownership and enjoy that. Tell me how you've been able to, to keep that family atmosphere long after players are done wearing the uniform for the tie. Well, one of the cool things is, you know, I've been here since the beginning, so I know every single player that's played yeah. here. I know sure. where she lives. I know if she's married, kids, what she's doing. Um, and I have a, uh, everybody's up, uh, email address and physical address where they live is always updated because I always say, Hey, you never know. I might send you something. And if it doesn't get to the right address, you're not going to get it. That's so right. They always update it. And uh, <laughs> we just sent everybody a uh, 25th anniversary, um, mug. And, um, you know, so I was like, this is a really cool gift. I better have your right address. Yeah. And then all of a sudden here comes all the right addresses. <laughs> Right. But, um, you know, for our alumni a couple of years ago, we had the 20, 20th anniversary and we had probably 130 people come back, friends, family, kids, their parents. Uh, we had a crawfish boil. We had a, a three person like mini band out in the outfield one night. Um, and, it, and to me, that's how I consider myself a success. If they want to come back, mm. if I'm invited to their weddings, you know, it would kill me if I wasn't invited to somebody's wedding because that's that's the biggest day of her life, right? So um, it's a special group. And what's really cool is, you know, we have ladies that played for our first two teams that are still involved with us, and they get to know the current team. And you know, they're always they always um, identify a current kid with their jersey number. So if like I have the original 24, which is uh, J.C. Chapman Hammer, who lives in Orlando. Every year, she's like, is there a 24? And of course, <laughs> you know, like this is there is a 24. She, okay, she's my favorite. I don't know her, yeah. but she's my favorite, you know. And then when yeah. she comes to visit, the first person she goes up to is the current 24. And she says, I'm oh. the original 24. And Stephanie Van Brakel wore that number. So it just kind of that's a neat aspect to it. So on this 25th anniversary year, we had a lot of Fridays um, throughout the year where we would have a alum zoom and I would call them and say, Hey, would you mind getting on a zoom for 15 minutes and speak to the team? And, 
you know, Jackie Trana did it, Amanda Locke. Um, we had several that it was Friday before practice and we'd all get in the hitting facility and we'd put a big screen up and then I'd introduce uh, the former player. And it was always what was her educational background, where she at professionally, how'd she get there, um, and then t- tell us a little about her softball career. So it was really good in terms of not only just softball, but, um, you know, like Jackie Trainer got her master's in social work, and um, she's doing great things down in Fort Myers, Florida, and loves her job. Um, so those things also help because it could be a profession that one of our freshmen never thought about. And she sees Jackie Trainer really loving her job, so it might pique an interest. Patrick Murphy, head softball coach, legendary softball coach, now in his 23rd year with the Crimson Tide. Coach, it's uh, J.D. down in Mobile, and, uh, you know, South Alabama goes to you guys, and what a pitching duel. Montana Fout strikes out a dozen in that one. And she's SEC's co-pitcher of the year, uh, so got to see that firsthand. But speaking of South Alabama, Bama, Auburn, Troy, Alabama State, there's five who get in the NCAA regionals, 12 out of the 13 of the SEC. And where I wanted to go on a topic here is, you know, Clipson's coming to you guys in the regionals. That's like only a three- or four-year-old program. I just wonder from a coach's perspective, if you could school me and educate me a little bit, while the headcount and scholarship advantage is so good for a softball program, why aren't more – college program sponsoring softball or do you see it on a significant upswing across the country because media wise and national television wise it's a very highly watched sport it it it, it has a very loyal following and i was just curious because sometimes i get shocked when i don't see as many reputable programs not sponsoring softball yeah it's i think it's like clemson that's really they're only in their second year ah um they waited a lo- obviously a long, long time, and we had always heard that they would do it. Wake Forest still doesn't. Um, USC, California, they don't. Washington State, Kansas State, Colorado doesn't have baseball or softball. Um, so there's, you know, it's it's getting a little bit better. Um, I, I think there's still, I want to say, 302 Division One softball programs, um, but and like Vandy. Vandy doesn't have softball or volleyball, which is kind of weird because they have a gym. So there's their facility, right? Yeah. But um, I, I'm not sure. And in terms of media, you know, a couple of years ago, our our ratings beat college baseball by a lot on ESPN. And I think one of the reasons was, you know, the college baseball World Series is so spread out because they want to take care of pitchers' arms. And so a baseball team could could play on a Friday and then have two days off, play again, have two days off. Well, softball, you only get one day off for the seven days. And our whole championship takes seven. Theirs takes 14. So right. there's a lot of time in between games that you can lose interest. Ours is just like nonstop. Um, I don't know if that's a reason why the TV ratings kind of fall off for college baseball because I watch every game. Um, but it is a, you know, it's an exciting sport. It goes by fast. It's a quick game. It's usually two hours, 2.15. People love that. But I think the number one reason why people watch us is, um, you know, and I'll be at Publix or a church or anywhere, and uh, uh, somebody will come up to me and say, you know, I went to the game the other night, and your kids look like they're having so much fun. That's the number one reason why people come and watch us. Because, you know, there's a lot of bad things in life going on, and you don't want to pay money to go watch a team be a bunch of Debbie the Downers. 
you want them to go have fun. And, and then when they have fun, you start to have fun. And I think we've won like 88% of our games at the Rhodes house. So most times they're leaving in a good mood, which is a good thing because that means they're going to come back. Or if you can figured it out, uh, our show's a little different. We tend to talk about these type things rather than the typical headline stuff, but it, I, I do want to let you kind of set up what the regional is going to be like uh, as you get a chance to host and you may be the number three national seed, but you didn't, they didn't do you any favors. You got a really tough field coming in. No. Yeah, we didn't. And, you know, Clemson, yes, they're in their second year, but they went 42 and six and they were ACC champions. And I don't think I've ever seen two power five championships in the same regional. Yeah. So that was a head scratcher, but really what it comes down to and a lot of our fans and most people don't realize the way they do it is they have a computer that spits out all the information. They pick the host site. And then if you're within 400 miles of whatever host site and you can drive, you're probably going there. So Clemson was less than 400 to us. They were over 400 to Gainesville. Guess who they're coming to us. Troy can drive. And obviously Alabama States two hours down the road. So we knew we were going to get them. We just didn't know if it was going to be Troy or South. South went to Gainesville so they can drive. But, you know, they picked the 16 host sites, and then all of a sudden here comes all the information, the teams that have the bids, uh, teams that they're considering, and then they basically kind of put the pieces of the puzzle together. And, you know, that's that's just, um, you know, when there's really good teams in the South, sometimes that happens because they just stick them with each other. Um, you know, so it, it – it, and I told the team, I was like, look, it doesn't matter who you get. You got to beat everybody anyway. So this is the start. This is who we have for the weekend. And let's just get after it. A full weekend in Tuscaloosa as the NCAA regional begins on Friday. Clemson and Troy go at 2 p.m., then Bama and Alabama State to follow at 5 as the Tuscaloosa regional gets underway for head coach Patrick Murphy and his Alabama. Crimson Tide. Our thanks again to the head softball coach Ed Bama for joining us. Part of today's Press Box and the Press Box podcast available on both Apple and Google Podcasts plus iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you find your favorite podcast. Would you do us a favor? Ask your friend to search for us. Press Box Radio 1. That's Press Box Radio and the number one. Subscribe and you guys can hear us each and every day with a brand new Press Box podcast lined up and waiting for you. For my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace saying thanks for joining us for this edition of the Press Box Podcast.